conversation, quick and witty comments and replies. Welcome to another episode of Repartee with Sue. Good morning, everybody. This morning, I have my friend Diane joining us. I want to thank you for coming. Welcome. It's my pleasure, actually. I'm quite excited. And speaking of tea, because we do actually drink tea on this podcast, what are you drinking there? What do you got going on? I have the hookah in a mug. Blue Mountain Tea Company. Yes. It's delicious, actually. There's lemongrass, apple... Hibiscus, rose hip, cinnamon. All kinds of stuff. Cin- more cinnamon. Yeah, it's really nice. Huga in a, sorry, you said in a mug? In a mug, yep. Oh, okay. So and maybe because it's, it's got that apple and cinnamon in it. Yeah. And that's perfect for today because huga, do you know what huga means? No, but you tell me. It's creating a warm atmosphere and enjoying the good things in life with good people. So, hey. Hey, that's very appropriate. Great way to start I love off. It. love it. That's, that's right in my... Your wheelhouse. Right no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking... i find a word. Okay, my sister-in-law gave me this tea for Christmas, and it is Dancing Fairy of the Flowers Rose Petals Heart Opener. Mm. And it's actually only, the only ingredient is rose petals. Hmm. How do you like it? Hmm. Yeah, I can taste the, I can taste the rose in that. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's interesting. So do you normally start your day off with tea? Um, I usually start my day off with herbs and mm. I do a tea with it a lot of times just to make it more powerful. So your own concoction? <laughs> You're making it's your own actually stuff? um my acupuncturist or Chinese medicine mm. medicine practitioner that does a herbal concoction for me every two weeks depending on what's okay. going on. I've had me. Chinese herbal tea and yeah. it tastes like broth. Like it's, it's pretty well it I would say it tastes like dirt. <laughs> That's right. Like so. I feel like that too. It's, it's pretty. It's not very palatable most days. Yeah, That's why it, I like to add some tea, like a lemon tea, or mm-hmm. some more flavors in there that make to it, make it a little more yeah. mm, drinkable. I yeah. agree. And is that that starts off your day? And do you end your day with tea? Uh, sometimes I will. Um, but usually more just water. Like I drink a lot of water through the day and and at night and I always have water by my bedside because I will drink it just before I go to sleep. And if I wake up in the night, I'll... I was going to say, you must be getting up in the night (laughs) if you're drinking it right before I don't have to go pee in the night. Wow, you're good. No, I've got a good bladder. So it's like cold tea or like room temperature tea or hot or not tea, water. Water, so, yeah, room, room temperature. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I like my tea throughout the day, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Diane, I should ask you, how do, where did we meet? When Do you remember the first time we met? We would have met at the book club. Oh, true. At Leslie's. The mm-hmm. first time I went was maybe a year or two after you guys had started the book club. Or that oh, Leslie had started the book you're club. You're not an OG. You no, weren't there from the beginning. I wasn't. We allowed you to join. I, I was privy to <laughs> get invited. <laughs> Who invited Oh, someone else invited Leslie did. Oh, Leslie invited Yeah, because okay. we, we got to know each other. With, yes. Uh, yeah, over the years, over slowly. The years and... But we're pretty serious about that book club. So yes. to socialize, yes. I remember chatting with you, I think, for the first time 
getting to know you a little bit better at a Christmas, like at our Christmas one. Right. Um, there's more chance. There's more chance to like actually chat about different things. Yeah. And I found out that you're, well, not hard to figure out. You're a big Montreal Canadian hockey fan. Absolutely. <laughs> Montreal. Go Montreal. Now, when did that Since start? Since I was little. Oh, so okay. my dad, so we're French Canadians. So my dad came from the Ottawa area, okay. moved to Sudbury area. So I grew up in Azilda, which is a little town, 5,000 outside oh. Sudbury, like 20 minutes outside Sudbury. And he was a big hockey fan, and Montreal was his team. And so every Saturday night, it was, you know, the only time we had chips and pop. Us watching too. Game. Hockey night in Canada. <laughs> Absolutely. I used to have that um, song on my phone. Oh, did you? Yeah, for nice. my ringtone. For yeah. so I was so sad when they got rid of that song. I know that was. I used to, It was, was like so exciting when you heard that. I know. It was like. <sighs> it was so sad when they. It didn't get transferred over. I forget. I know. There was a switch. I, yeah, I don't know what happened there. So, and who were your, who was your favorite player? Did he, you have a jersey? I, I didn't wore? have a jersey back then. I, I mean, now. And my brother, well, I, so I'm the youngest of seven. So my brother, mm. three of my brothers played hockey. We played a lot of road hockey. Oh, yeah. I, oh, wow. I was in figure skating and I begged my parents to, let me quit so I could play road hockey because I remember they would be playing road hockey when they would bring me to the arena to go figure yeah, and skating. You missed I didn't out. want to figure mm-hmm. skate. I wanted to play hockey. Mm-hmm. So eventually they they allowed me to quit that so I could play hockey. They'd bring us, so there's a little lake in our town, so they'd drop us off at the lake and we'd uh, play pond hockey in the winter. Oh, uh, wow. They'd come back and get us later. Um, I just loved my youth up there. Like, so much fun the fort the snow forts in the backyard so oh winter stuff back. i love i loved winter and i still love winter oh my gosh okay yeah. i'm putting you on a list of maybe with two other people i <coughs> oh, know yeah. that love their winters oh yeah love but it. that's because you embrace it you did all kinds of great Absolutely. activity outdoor with your yeah. pro- probably all your brothers and yeah. the neighbors and stuff oh yeah so now you mentioned figure skating but did you ever take um I don't know how that worked back then. Like if there was, yeah, like, or uh, hockey, hockey for No, it was like self-taught. So playing pond hockey. We used to go um, public skating every week at the arena, just walk there. Because it was such a little town. Everything was walkable. Mm -hmm. So we'd walk to the arena on Sunday afternoons and skate. And then in high school, I played pickup. And then when I moved to Guelph, I really... Well, it was probably 10 years after I moved to Guelph. We just, I started talking to other women and we're like, we need to start a league. So we started a league in Guelph, which is still in existence to this day. There's 12 teams now. But we started with 14, four women's team. Everyone started, like some of us had played, you know, pick up or whatever, but it was all kind of newbies pretty much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was my dream really to play in a team. Wow. So back on the pond, did you have like hockey skates? You're yeah. out there. So yeah, eventually like, I switched from figure skate to hockey skates. Mm-hmm. When, um, yeah, you must have because maybe grade five or six. I can't see you out there with your. No, it's not feasible. Wow, so you'd be a good skater. You're going backwards. I can go backwards, <laughs> but ironically enough, I can only stop on the one side really good. The other side, I'm weak oh, on. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I don't know why, but. Yeah, that was, I just loved my youth. I love the, 
the weather up there. I love the small town. And the small town that I grew up was very French. So we mm. had, when I grew up, there were three French schools in our little town and one English school. And now there's only one French school and no English school. That's like, it's still very oh. French, although maybe more probably more a 50-50 now split, whereas when I was young, it was predominantly French, I would say. Like on our street, there was only two English families. The rest of us were all French. So just, I was very immersed in French. French culture, even and though you weren't in Quebec. That's that's right. That's and it. that's what people don't understand yeah. is, Why? like my mom didn't speak English. In the house, no it was French and that was a rule like my dad was very strict with that it's like we're speaking french unless of course like my brother-in-law is english so of course we'd speak english but if it's just us or french people you're speaking french so it was and in school you're us. speaking french as well french, it's a french school. school yeah oh wow so went to french school all throughout and first year university was french and then i switched over to english because there was no more french school so that was a bit of a yeah, culture shock. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so when did you learn to speak English then? Just like you guys learn how to speak French. No way. Yeah, in like... grade three or four, whatever, when they start oh, wow. teaching English. So I actually wow. failed English no at first because I had no idea. That would be tough to like I didn't. I didn't know it. I didn't know anything in English. So, um, yeah, but now I'm pretty bilingual. Because <laughs> I was going to say that. I mean, I, yeah, ignorant of me, I just assumed when you, I knew you were French Canadian, I assumed, oh, you're from Quebec. Right. So, and then I thought, so living in Ontario as a French Canadian, did you feel like a minority? But it sounds like you had a great experience. Growing up, I didn't because it, it all my friends, my neighbors, mm -hmm. everyone was French, so I didn't. Mm -hmm. But moving down here, when I moved well, down here to do my master's mm -hmm. in 91, I, I then I realized, oh my God, this is very different. There's anglophones <laughs> very, everywhere. Very English, and ironically enough, is like people were rooting for Montreal or for Toronto, <laughs> Toronto oh. Police. And I'm like, what? Because in my little world, it was like Montreal Canadians. Everyone liked Montreal Canadians. So moving down, it was like, you like Toronto? <laughs> it was a big rival back then between oh, the two teams, is. right? Oh is God, it, yeah. I mean, I don't really it's follow hockey the way I used is. to, but I remember as I was a huge hockey fan in my youth yeah. as well. And um, I, I, I remember the names, like Guy Lafleur was amazing. Yes. Who was your team then growing up? The Leafs. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was definitely there about the go. Leafs. But, but I remember all the names, like yes, Yvonne Cornoyer. That's and, my player. Is that the one for you? Okay. That is my I player. I don't remember what position he was, Yvonne Cornoyer. Uh, but he was a forward. Now okay. you got me... I mean, Gila Fleur was a defense. He was always using forward as well. They were both was forwards. He? He's a big guy. So, I mean, Ken Dryden, right? Ken was Dryden. the goalie. Ken Dryden. Yeah, yes. I loved him too. 29. I mean, they were, yeah, for me to still remember the names, they were pretty amazing I'm, team. I'm really impressed you remember Yvonne Kamoye. That's I my know. player, and a lot of people don't really remember him. Really? Yeah, I and it, it's I wear number 12 for him. Oh, and I have a signed jersey of him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I still, I love the guy. When I see him on TV, he's such a authentic, like, just so kind mm. and nice. And I don't know, there's something about Always him. Always really smiling. Energy. I remember yeah. that about him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was, I mean, yeah, I have negative memories of the Leafs too, so I don't <laughs> go there. But 
But yeah, maybe I should have been rooting for the Canadians instead. So how did you end up back in Guelph? Like, how did you end up in down in Guelph? So you did, you did my to... master's. So oh, okay. the plan was, so I did my undergrad at Laurentian in, in separate. Okay. And then I had a scholarship. So I looked around. Mm-hmm. I found this professor in Guelph that worked on marine mammals, which was mm-hmm. a passion of mine. So mm-hmm. we actually, my thesis was on seals and we had seals at the University of Guelph back then we don't anymore so there were gray seals and harbor seals so I thought what a great opportunity I don't need to go to California or or far it's just five hours Mm -hmm. from Sudbury Mm -hmm. and I get to work on marine mammals so I did that and the goal was to both my husband and I love Ottawa area and I have two brothers there my dad was from there so the idea was to get there after but job wise and we had kids it, it just never happened so we just eventually conceded we're gonna stay in Guelph and stay here yeah try to meet some French people that's right did you find any I did so (laughs) that's good so we moved on Scottsdale people from Guelph know this and on Scottsdale there's a French school and they were playing badminton like the adults so I I don't know how I found this but I found this French community that played badminton every Friday. Amazing. So I'd go there and got to know people. And once I started to get to know people in Guelph, I liked it. But at the beginning, it was a big culture shock, yeah. I must admit. like Yeah. Hard to assimilate sometimes, right? For sure. And when you do your master's, it's not like an undergrad. Like an undergrad, you take all these classes. You're in, in res, whatever. You meet a lot of people. When you do your master's, it's your study. It's your research. Like it was a research base. So mm-hmm. I took four courses only and then research. So you don't get to meet a lot of people necessarily other than the people in your lab mainly. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit isolating, mm-hmm. I found. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a little bit, it took us a while to kind of establish our community. Now, I, you know, I, I play hockey. I, I, I just joined the senior center. Really? I, I want to do that. My husband's oh. refusing to be a senior. You, <laughs> I, I guess, you should. It's fun. Yeah, there's lots going on, lots and everyone on. speaks of this pickleball. I don't. I know pickleball. There's a two-year wait list. In what? Okay, yes. that's insane. So I badminton. I waited almost not quite a year, but there was a wait list there too. And I thought, you know, I'm young. I'm. I'm just barely a senior. I'll go and whip some butt. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be better like, than... Oh, they know. sent me... I bet. And they... Man, they're good. They're healthy. And they're, they're into yes, it. And they have and a they good know attitude. How to play, and I was really pleasantly surprised. And But that's great. That's a good way to stay fit. Stay fit. And the people are so nice. Like, so welcoming. I just... Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's nice. I would encourage it. Yeah, I wanted to do... Um, Okay, this was on my 50s bucket list. Well, I don't call it a bucket list. My 50s fun list yep. was to play a volleyball game, like an indoors volleyball okay, game, yeah. not beach volleyball, just yeah. like find a gym find and a gym. do volleyball because that was kind of like my sport when I was okay. teaching back in the day. Um, I was like the setter. Nice. Yep, and uh, I couldn't find really? any friends to go with me, oh, but I could okay. probably just join somewhere I, i'm really intimidated though i think everybody would be healthier than me more fit i don't want to break yes. anything you know you yeah. have to be in the right yeah. mindset i feel like that too like i join so many different things i love to try different things like one year i played field hockey i've never played in my life oh. like i just 
And it is a little bit of, uh, you kind of have to just be brave, I guess, and just put your big girl panties on and, and do it, it because yeah. yeah, it is fun. Once you're there, you're fine. Like, and I, I'm like that too. It's like badminton, like. It's like, uh, every week I'd go, okay, I'm going to go this week. I'm going to go this week. And then I know. finally I went and I was so welcomed. And now it's like, I yeah. love it. So I think it's just a matter of pushing through that yes. anxiety and fear and whatever else and, yeah. and just trying it. Yeah. And if, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like, yeah, move on. But yeah, because to find a friend, like there are things that I've found friends to join, but there are things that they're not interested in. Mm-hmm. And I am mm-hmm. so... Exactly. And I find sometimes if you really want to do something, you should just go out there and find someone who has the same interest yes. because it's almost an excuse that I'm waiting for my friends. Yes. But if I really wanted to do it, I could just go on my own. Yeah. And like you say, meet someone there that's doing the same activity. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a ton of things going on. Tons. Like when I first moved to Guelph, I joined basketball. That was, that was my sport, basketball in Badminton. Oh. But um, yeah, I met some great friends that I'm still friends with today. Like, 30 wow. years later, so yeah. it's... That's good. It's good, yeah. So you're really fit if you're doing all this stuff, plus, like, your outdoors activities. I love sports. Like, I just... Mm. I love to move. Um, I love... Like, I don't like running and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. to me, I need to play a game. Just running for the sake of just... Yeah. No. It has to be an, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it has to be an active, a sport, and mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Always, okay. even a little, like I used to play tackle footballs with, with my brother. Oh, <laughs> you know? wow. Come home all, I'm full of scars because of it. <laughs> That's just who I always was. Just... Mostly brothers? You have mostly brothers? You said you're the youngest of seven. Well, I have two sisters and okay. four brothers. So wow. we're, nice. like, and I'm the youngest, so the older sister is 14 years older than I, and then like it's basically every two years almost oh, wow. but there's a bit of a gap between the two youngest me and my brother and and my next sister wow accidents <laughs> happy accidents happy accidents i always say anyone that has like four kids should be canonized because that, that's like saint oh. but seven oh my gosh i can't even imagine i can't either every no. two years i mean you still have toddlers she, you know, like my mom had babies, like I was figuring out the other wow. day, like, or not babies, but people in her house, let's say, yeah. like kids in her house for, yeah. I don't know, that would be a long over time, over 30 years, like yeah. it's insane, right, it like nowadays we have two kids, and, and then they're, it's like, bye-bye, eventually they leave, <laughs> exactly, yeah, that, it was yeah. different time, different time, I don't know how she did it, I have so much respect for my mom, no and my kidding. dad, yeah, I just, in, in awe of them. Yeah. I know. When you become a parent and you think about what your parents did, then you truly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And you realize, wow, that was a big deal. And you um, think, like, for me, you know when you're growing up, and my kids have done that too, it's like, when I'm a mom, not going to do that all, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But when you become a mom, you're like, holy, now like, I understand. she did awesome. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, there is stuff that I learned that I try and do better, but there are things that I can't touch. Like, she did it way better than me, and I, yeah, yeah. I admit that. Yeah, and yeah. you just admit that, and you and you appreciate that, and you remember that. I mean, the level of patience that she must have had. Yeah. Oh, right? Unreal. With all those kids. Because um, there was a lot of fighting, like a lot, obviously. Well, yeah, it's a lot of bodies. I remember a lot of fighting, fistfights, mm-hmm. like, 
throwing things and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. What okay, this is gonna sound really out there, but what sign was she? What horoscope? She was born February tenth, so I don't know what. Ah, that uh, that's an Aries. Okay. Okay. Or sorry, no, Aquarius. What am I Aquarius? saying? Aquarius. I was wishing she's an Aries. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm like she sounds like an Aries, <laughs> like me. But no, no, that would be that would be an Aquarius. So I don't know. She oh. would have been nine. Ninety-five. No she way. I miss my mom every day. That, you know, my mother's birthday is, was, is February 9th. Really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I miss her every day, too. I and mean, we're the same age, you and I. We're the, born the same year. Are we? Are we allowed to say? <laughs> we're Try not 67. We were born <laughs> Exactly. Now it gets to that point where you have to qualify. Yes, yes. It's like, oh, when, when's your birthday? October 13th. Okay, so I'm older than I'm you. I'm a little bit younger than you. Mm -hmm. I remember because when we both turned 50, the year we turned 50, I remember oh, we went yes. to the racetracks. Yes. With you, right? Yes, yes. In May. Okay, so we still have a couple more years before we turn 60. Yes. Right? Yes. 57. Bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> it's all good. You're good with aging. You know? I, I totally want to age. I totally want to get to 90. That's my goal. 90. Yeah. My dad's 90. Turned oh, 90 yeah? This year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. If I still have my mind. Oh, for sure. I want to be healthy. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I don't want to be um, like. No. Not remembered anyone. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that would be tough. My dad passed away in November, just this past November at 93, and he was still pretty much with it. Like, there were oh. moments where there was a little bit of confusion, but yeah. overall, wow. know, it was amazing. Yeah, That he, is amazing. He would tell stories about the mines and when he was young, and it was amazing. Oh, he worked wow. So he was the breadwinner, and my mom stayed home. Obviously. Us, yeah, and he was a miner, and I don't know how they did it. Seven kids, a miner income. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was lean in the house, like yeah. lean, the clothes... Like I wore my brother's clothes and mm -hmm. the meals, like it, it, there was no wasting. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. shot the sales, you know, the coupons mm -hmm. and all that. Coupon but flipping, yeah. We didn't go without, like we didn't. There were we didn't miss any meals or like no. we had food on the table and. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you learned a lot of lessons back then about reusing, recycling, Absolutely. using every piece of something Absolutely. that maybe these days the waste that goes on. I know. It's hard to watch. Mm -hmm. It's hard to watch because mm -hmm. we were, yeah, none of that. Like for Christmas, basically, I remember my gifts being like a crazy carpet and a little oh. shovel, plastic shovel, you know? <laughs> and, and in our stocking was like yep. oranges and a little bit of chocolate. Like yeah. that was Christmas and we were fine with Yes, that. exactly. You still loved it. It yeah, was so great so memories. Exciting and oh my gosh, I always wanted a crazy carpet and never got one. <laughs> They were insane. Like, when you think about flying oh, yeah. down a hill on a crazy yeah. car. If I you don't know. know what those are, listeners, you have to Google you have that to Google because they, they would never allow them these days, surely. For Do safety. you remember Super Slider Snowscape? Yes. Oh, my God. That was my favorite. Another unsafe item that, that we used to <laughs> want. I didn't have those either. Really? No. Oh, we had them. I... I mean, I wore them every day playing road hockey, right? Yeah, maybe because you were outside more and you had maybe hills or out of yeah. your tobogganing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember tobogganing yeah. and having those round 
slidey, oh, little, what, oh, like a little big dome thing. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, those like things are called. Like a saucer. Yes, yeah. Exactly. We had those that. to like fly down the hill, yeah. and then you land in the middle of a road and hope yes, there's yes. no car coming. <laughs> we used to do so in the front of our. We had a bungalow, and we had like a, you know, stairs at the front that were mm. quite high. So we would build a um, toilet hill from there. Yeah, <laughs> right into the street. <laughs> oh, I'm sure your brothers but, are doing lots of safe things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we lived in a, on a dead-end street, so the okay. tra- like we could gauge the traffic, okay. right? And oh. it's like, okay, now, go. So unsafe when you think, but fun. Oh, my gosh. And, and <laughs> the guy that used to plow our road and salt or sand the road, mm-hmm. he knew not to sand, you know, oh, <laughs> from our okay. house to the neighbor because nice. that's where we play hockey. That was the play area. He was so good. Aww. Like, he would just stop the, the gravel there and there. And that was very play. nice. I know. It's I just know. a small town kind of. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone. and Which is nice. I, I just, I loved my youth. Like, it's. That's great. So now, not talking about work, but what what would a typical day be like for you, or how are you filling your days, Diane? What goes on? My favorite way to fill my days really is to hang with my grandsons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, I don't know, I could be just, you know, feeling blue or whatever, anxious, and I just mm-hmm. go see them, and they just... Whew, it's kind of like when the kid, my kids were little, it was the same. Like, you were just hands-on. In the moment. You're in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, they mm-hmm. require you to be in the moment. So mm-hmm. I remember when my kids, my girls were little, it's the same. It was like, okay, there's no, no issues in the world because you're mm-hmm. you're all hands-on deck. Mm-hmm. And it's like that with them. They're The youngest is going to be three at the end of March, and the other one's just turned five in November. And oh, it's nice. like they're... Two rambunctious boys Aww. and this require tackle me and they <laughs> we play superhero and it's just so much fun. I'm Wonder Woman. That's nice. So and they they're busy guys. They're busy. little oh my go, 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 go. So you need a lot of energy to you handle both. Need and they get along energy. nicely, the two boys. Yeah, they part. I mean they're brothers. They'll they'll fight. Have but their they're getting better, I find they're playing better with each other now. Like the, the little mm-hmm. one's getting older, so he can start yeah. playing together yeah you know, i think you have to be at least three right and then you're kind of matching each other i agree and they um expect you to be right in there oh, with yeah. them <laughs> so much fun i that's I, nice i would say that it sounds uh, some people won't believe this but i really feel they saved my life in many ways like really yeah, because, um, you know, I've, I've dealt with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm on my second round of dealing with that, and it was very difficult. And mm-hmm. I looked at, at that time, I only had, for the second go, three years ago, I, I only had Levi, the little, uh, the five-year-old. The older one, yeah. He was just a baby, and I remember thinking, I am not going to miss out on that. Oh. Like, And I remember telling Christine, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> Christine and my husband, it's like, I'm not missing, missing a moment of that. Yeah. And it's like I had this drive to see this little boy grow up. Mm, that's wonderful. And uh, that's what I'm doing. And like you say, when you're with them, everything else goes away. Yeah. You know, you're just totally in the moment yeah. of being with them, Absolutely. which has to be positive too. So you're not yeah. dwelling on anything negative, no. right? Because I think a lot of healing involves your mind. Yeah. I don't know if you believe 100%. that or. 100%. So 
yeah, it's like for sure seeing my grandkids grow up is my driver right now. Mm -hmm. And of course my daughters, like, Mm -hmm. of course I want to be there for them because I lost my mom when I was about 30, which is my girls are in that. And so I know how hard that was. And it's like, I, that's why I want to be here till I'm 90. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the other thing that gave me so much ammunition is, um, I don't know, I just, you know, when things just happen when you need it to happen or Mm -hmm. things fall on your lap when you need to hear them or see them. So that's kind of what happened. Like I was re-diagnosed just after COVID started and it's like I found this, um, this docu-series online and it was all about cancer and the different modalities you can use to heal. And I discovered this naturopath in the U.S. that had been stage four ovarian cancer from the time she was 19 and at the time she was almost 50 and she's still thriving and she still has cancer but she's managing it and her whole premise is you know cancer is a chronic disease just like rheumatoid arthritis or diabetes like you you can manage it it's not a death sentence anymore like there's so much we can do it's it is serious and it's scary like don't get me wrong (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. what I deal with every day but it gave me so much hope and hope is what we need to heal really mm-hmm. and the other thing is um kelly turner's book uh, radical remission where she radical talks, remission okay yeah where she talks about 10 things that so what she did is she was um is she an american author how did you come across her how did i come across she wow. has the she has the documentary called Heal, but this came after. Oh, okay. I've um, seen that documentary. I, I think it's someone that recommended me that book, and mm-hmm. I just devoured it because it was mm-hmm. so, it was scientific, which mm-hmm. my background, and it was, she was helping people with, with stage four cancers. I don't know if I'm saying everything correctly, but in a nutshell, she was helping people dealing with this disease and she found that some of them actually cured themselves where they were giving a death sentence so Mm -hmm. she's and the doctors were saying oh that's just that's just one off like don't worry about it a lot but she kept seeing it over and over again so she actually started studying these people like what are you doing what did you do to get to where you are today in a remission of something that they said will never happen the medical system said that will never happen so she started interviewing like thousands of people and she found commonalities within them. And she wrote a book and it, it says in there, um, I was going to pull up the... And this is the book that you're talking about? The... Yeah, Radical Remission. Um, wow. So the points that she found in all of the people that have healed themselves are these things in common is radically changing their diet, deepening your spiritual connection, increasing positive emotions, releasing suppressed emotions, taking herbs and vitamins, using intuition to help inform health decisions, taking control of one's health, having strong reasons to live, and receiving social support. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, and I and she has all these stories, like real people real like that she interviewed, and she has their stories in there, what they did, it was... Uh, it was game and a game changer for me. It's like if all these people are able to do this, so can I. And I apply 
all of these things and then some. So I, my support system, honestly, my family and close friends have been instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my reason to live, which are my kids and grandkids, and my husband, of course, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's in there. Um, taking control of one's health. So I just started, it's in me, I'm a researcher, so started researching what can I do, who can help me. So I've assembled this amazing team outside the medical system that has been a game changer as well. Like when I receive tough news, they're, they bring me back. It's like, Diane, no. Like, yes, this is happening, but this is what we're going to do. And mm-hmm. it's been successful. And it's, it's I, I'm so thankful to them. Um, I take a lot of vitamins and the herbs from my acupuncturist. Oh, your, and your mud tea. Going through, yeah, <laughs> my tea. Going through um, releasing emotions. So I see like an energy practitioner and I see a therapist. Mm. And I, I just try and incorporate as much as I can to. To like expel that negative energy and yeah, to bring in the positive. I, right. I believe that's important for yeah. all of us to and stay it's, healthy. It's approaching it from so many angles. Like not just the medical. And I'm not knocking the medical. They are there mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah, but on top me, of. But they're not the answer to everything. And they have their tool bag. And if, if they run out of that, mm-hmm. they have nothing else. Whereas if you use all of these things, it's never ending. Like you can tweak things. You can, Adjust, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. So, mm-hmm. you know, cannabis also, I use that. I use mistletoe therapy. I use vit- high vitamin C IVs, um, okay. heat therapy. Like it, it's, I, I guess my message, if anyone out there struggling with this is, with a cancer you know, diagnosis. With a cancer diagnosis or any chronic disease, mm-hmm. is there's hope. Read this radical remission, assemble a team. Um, they will help you. Like, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to be a scientist or a researcher. I'm, I'm blessed with that, but you don't need to be that. You can let your team do the work for you. And But the key is to have hope and have a reason to live. Like, why am I getting up today? is very important and some days it's hard like some days I have trouble getting out of bed because it's it's a hard burden but mm-hmm. you just put one foot in front of the other you rely like I will text people and say I'm having a tough day and they'll you know help me through it so mm-hmm. don't be afraid to reach out that would be my message and yeah it's a it's a road we all have different roads that we travel and we have to get through it so mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great message for everybody, that support system. I think there's a lot of people that are healing from something and they're not sharing, they're not telling people. And I think we want to support one another, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And how did you find some of these support people outside of your friends and family? Like, are these naturopaths or... It's, again, it's almost like... Um, you have to do the research, right? You have to do some research, but also there are times where I needed, I knew I needed someone on my team to add someone on my team, like, but I didn't know who that person is. So sometimes I had to sit back and wait for that person to arrive to me. Like, oh. it, it's that, sometimes it's like that. Yes, mm-hmm. I did a lot of research, but at one point I reached out to Dr. Nisha, who's the naturopath in the U.S. that I found that summer that I was diagnosed out of pure love. I reached out to her and said, you know, I'm looking for 
a practitioner chat to my team and she gave me names and I just sat with them. I researched them. I talked to them. And then I landed with Dr. Parmar in BC who I go see for treatments and stuff. So it, it's trusting your intuition, yeah. um, throwing the question out there and seeing what comes back, mm-hmm. talking to people like, yeah, and online, I'm on uh, several Facebook groups, like support groups that are unbelievable in the wealth of information. Like, it's unbelievable what people are doing and how well they're doing on various modalities. So that, yeah, it's really tapping into to your intuition, to what's out there, to your belief system. Like, what works with one person doesn't necessarily work with the other. So you got to trust what you're doing is the right thing for you. So it's a journey, and I don't have all the answers, but um, I'm continuing on that journey for sure. I do think that everyone has to be responsible for their own health and healing in yes. any scenario. I think putting that in anyone else's hands when you think about it is crazy. 100%. And that's funny that I, I didn't link that book to that um, documentary, but I, I did recently watch it. And I'm not sure if I agreed with everything, but I definitely do believe that there is a connection between your mind and your body in terms of healing from anything or just being healthy. And I think what struck me too is they talk about our connection to nature, which... Mm totally makes sense when you think about it we are part of nature we're creation just like nature is creation so why wouldn't we all be one never really thought about that until i watched that documentary yeah i took a lot from that i thought it was actually there was a lot there yeah um you should read the book it's it's amazing i should yeah i think the stories are unbelievable like you think, my God, we don't hear about those stories through the medical world, right? You go to a doctor, they won't ever talk about that, which is a shame. But, yeah, when you start diving into, and even, like I say, in my Facebook groups, the amount of people that have success doing a lot of these things and and other stuff is is unbelievable. Like, when I'm feeling really scared or down, I I go to that. I'll, I'll listen to her book again or... I'll go on some groups and get some good stories, and it really helps to give you that momentum again. Yeah, re-motivates you. Yeah. So at home, on your own, are you doing, I'm interested in the things that you're doing. Do you start your day with meditation, for example, to put yourself in the right mind space? or Often. Mm-hmm. Often I'll get up and put a meditation on, or I'll get up and do, like my ritual is I drink like this powder that is good for my immune system. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, uh, I have a little, I don't even want to call it an altar, but it's like a little stool with a salt lamp and a candle and some stones. And I have cards. I don't know if you're familiar with cards. I have them everywhere. In fact, awesome. I, we should have picked one. Maybe oh, we should do that. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to light my candles. Darn. So I do that. <laughs> like when I'm really struggling, especially, I will. I, will, I need to reground myself. And mm-hmm. I, I look out the window at trees because mm-hmm. trees, I just have this affinity to them. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll do that. And then I'll have my breakfast and my herbs and vitamins and uh, usually get like I need to get outside pretty much every day. Or I'll go 
depending is like I'll go play badminton or I, I just try and be active. It's not every day that I, I do a workout or anything, but almost every day I'll do something. For Connect your mind too, friends. right? Like the activity. Yes, absolutely. Connecting with friends that are that know what's going on and they understand what I'm going through and are very supportive. I will for sure try and, and connect with them on a weekly basis. When I when I go for scans or whatever, it's I have a small group that I text, I'm going for a scan, please, please send good vibes. So I have this little entourage that um that do that and my siblings you know they they're there and I tell them when I'm going into the scan and when I'm done the scan and it it's all those little things like she says that social support mm -hmm. because to do it alone I I just wouldn't be here like it's it's just too much of a burden so yeah, there's a lot mm -hmm. um to find that support is is priceless I need healthy meals and then connecting with people getting outside I have a puppy so that always brings oh my gosh, joy <laughs> on top of it yeah they do animals are just yeah i mean sure. sometimes you want to strangle them yeah but... there's a little bit of work involved but, but no. just if i can back up a bit so yeah. food yes did someone tell you what to cut out or you just made the choice these are the things that are not serving me uh, health-wise like what um, what changes have you made it, it evolved through my life really it's it wasn't just a big change it, it wasn't actually a big change when I was re-diagnosed simply because on the first go-around I had done that so on the first go-around I had learned through my naturopath at the time what I needed to change and then I took a course um, through the states called uh, integrative and functional nutrition mm -hmm. so it's all about it's not the, the food guide that we have here. It's it's really about foods that are healing and how to incorporate them and, and how to eat like a sustainable, I don't even want to call it diet, but plant-based. Yeah. yeah. So I had done all that. So when I was re-diagnosed, actually it was obviously a shock, but it came from stress and I know that. But I didn't have to change a lot in the diet. I did change a little bit in that I, I decreased the amount of carbs. So I went... I, and I'm not eating pure keto. That's too hard for me. But mm -hmm. it's it's low carbs, good fats. I do eat animal protein. I feel a lot better with it. I, mm -hmm. And I think that's individual. Mm -hmm. Like there's some people that do well with plant-based, right. some more with a mixture. But uh, I do some juicing. Um, yeah, I... I, and I kind of vary. I, I vary on how I feel. Like sometimes I need some warm foods like soups and chilies and stuff. And mm -hmm. other times it's a little bit more raw, like it, in the summer. Mm -hmm. So it really depends what's going on and what time of year. But it, I think it's it's more because I was educated. Like I, my degrees are in biology. And then I took that extra training in nutrition. And I used to do live blood analysis, which is also in the natural world, so and about diet a lot. So it just came from learning and courses and oh, education. Wow. So I have that under my belt, which was very helpful. So I didn't have to do a big, big change in the diet because I was already mm. in 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 a good way with that. Uh, for me, it was okay. more all the emotional and stress and removing that. That and those knows. toxic people in our life, yes. was that something you were able to, because you don't need any of that negative energy infiltrating 
right? You, you hit it right on the nail. That's it, that was big and that was difficult, but I've done it and it's still playing in my mind because these people were close to me, but mm-hmm. I needed to distance myself from for your, that for mm-hmm. my own sake. So for your own sake, yeah, yeah. And that was hard, and that that I learned from Dr. Nisha in the states because she had to do that. She had to do that in her life, and I, I thought, you know, I, I agree with that. It's, it's a big stressor. So, yeah, yeah. and and you don't need that stress. So yeah. that totally makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I think we could all stand to cut out some of the toxic people in our life. Mm-hmm. It is difficult. It, it really I admire is, you for doing that. Especially if it's, you know, someone family close. members or very close friends or someone that's been in your life forever. It's, it's tough. Because you don't want to abandon them. You don't want to feel like you're a bad person. But you, at this point in the game, mm-hmm. you also have to think of yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know I want to be here for my family. So Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's the game changer, like you say. Yeah. And then you see those two little faces I of your know. grandsons. <laughs> so cute. And they're probably so thrilled to see you. Do you get a chance yes. to visit with them quite often? I do. So they That's live nice. 30 minutes away from us. Like okay. they live in Elmira in Quell. So we see we see them at least twice a week. And it's it's just, oh, they run into my arms. I'm called Mamea, which is French oh. for, you know. Man, just hug me. I just, oh my God, I can't even describe it. Oh, it's like, you know how much you love your kids, and then your your child produces a child. It's just unreal, right? And it's part of them, and it's part of you, and you just go, wow, that's, that's insane. And the whole creation. The love. I, someone had told me that, but I couldn't, you can't even imagine it until it happens. And then it's like the pure love. That you feel for these little kids is, it's, you can't compare it to anything. Yeah, it is like a miracle. It is a miracle. I saw something on Instagram that said that the reason why we love our grandchildren so much at that age, it's not so much that we want to spoil them or anything along those lines, it's that it reminds us of that stage when we went through it with our children. True. And it just brings us back to such a, a yeah. wonderful moment that we almost get to relive again um, through these grandkids. It's true. It's and, and it's even better because I tell Christine, my daughter, it's like, when you guys were little, my job was to keep you alive. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was more like it was functional stressful. almost. Yes. And, and it's like, whereas grandkids, that's not your job. As a grandmother, you're there there just to love them and, and mm-hmm. be with them and share things with them and teach them. Like it's just such a different it dynamic is. as well. But it's true that it's like when your kids were little, but without all that extra, extra. pressure on you. And all those like I, I that was one of the things I talked to my kids about. I remember when they were little, I was with them, but I was thinking about dinner Absolutely. and the laundry and all these other things. Exactly. So I was only yes. half there. Yes. But as I guess as a grandmother, you are fully present, yeah. which is pretty cool, Yeah, I think. That would be so lovely. That's uh, exactly it, is, is, yeah, like you're, it's rare that you sit down and play with your kids because you have laundry and yeah. meals and everything else, whereas now, that's all I do. I go there, 
I play with them. Yeah. And so guilt free. This guilt free. Yeah. So you develop this incredible connection. It's and I remember my mom like she loved. She had 14 grandkids, and um, man, but when she talked about her grandkids, it's just her face would light up. She, and I didn't understand it then, but now I get it. It's like, okay, I get now why oh, it would light up. Yeah, which yeah. is so nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, Diane, we're almost done. Wasn't that bad, was that? No. <laughs> no, you start talking. It's like, the last question I have for you that I always wrap up my podcasts with is why are you here i don't like mm -hmm. to preface that in any in any way shape or form mm -hmm. do you think <clears throat> why am i here one thing i did not mention in our talk is like i'm an empath so i pick up on people's energies and struggles which is difficult mm -hmm. but at the same time i am privileged to be like that so that i can help people i find like if someone is struggling, it's I can feel what they're struggling with, so I can really empathize and really hopefully help them. And I find, so that's one reason I'm here, but also to, to teach people and educate people on, you know, maybe the road that I'm on and that there are options out there. And my most important job i think of why i'm here is really tell my kids like i really feel i have a lot to offer to you know samantha and christine and with my learning and um, my abilities and just hopefully be helpful in this journey we call life is is way up there and to my grandsons, I, I really want them to become energy beings, you know, like being not empaths necessarily, but just, just be kind and, and enjoy life and see it from this wonder. And much like kids do, right? They're, I just don't want them to lose that. And I, so I think that's why I'm here is, is to feel to teach, to help, and to experience, like all of us, I think. That's so beautifully put, Diane. Oh, thank you. I want to thank you so much for coming, because I know everybody isn't, it's not their cup of tea to be here, but uh, I want to thank you so much for your openness and your honesty and your authenticity. <laughs> um, oh. It was it was great having you. You're welcome. I... I... I really enjoyed it, and I, like we talked about, I wasn't sure what I would talk about or how much I would say, but it flowed, and I hope that in the end it's going to help someone. Thanks, Diane.